Once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. That's right. We're back here in college football. We're talking a little to the Rockets football with David the Man of God Harris. Reminder, once again, if you listen to us live here on 88.3 WXUT, Rocket Football will be here at 3 o'clock as they uh, open up their season opener here. And like I said, the, the parking lot is kind of getting packed. When I got here around 11.15, 11 people had already had set up. They Actually, this year, David, where Carter used to be, they're having like a, a student tailgate launch pad over there with bouncy houses and everything. It's pretty cool, actually. Hmm. Well, I figured they would make good use of that. That spot area mm-hmm. where Carter used to be, and give this place for students to uh, intermingle. Usually, they would hang out in the Greek lot, or like you said, just over. Sometimes they would even set up right outside the Dune Union or Rocket Hall, or yeah, just around the dorms. But yeah, having a place where students can go and have a good time. Obviously, drink responsibly for those that are of age, mm-hmm. even though we all know. Once you're on frat row or Greek row, yeah, that's out. <laughs> that's right. They play Texas Southern today, and that's at, I believe, 3 o'clock. But you're going to talk a little bit about the, the, the loss against Illinois. Go ahead, David. Now, the Rockets are demoralizing the loss, debilitating the loss. And the reason well, I well, say... Well, was it really debilitating? Well, or are you over-exaggerating? No, I, I would say, I would say because they had it in the pocket, and for a team that has gone through a lot of these close defeats over the past two seasons, usually that experience kicks in. Like, all right, this is close. We played nearly a perfect game. Yes, we had some penalties, but Illinois had more. We were better in terms of running the ball and throwing the ball. Jaquan Finn had one of his better games that we're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. I would say early candidates for Mac Player of the Year, but we're kind of biased. Defensively, they they really played well. And it was really, all right, we have the momentum. You get this late game, or we get this, what we thought would be a game-winning field goal late, and we told the defense, all you have to do is hold. And similar to that Notre Dame game, similar to I go back all the way to Northern Illinois, when the defense is asked to hold on to the game, hold on to a victory, crazy, unusual, natural. And for us, it was a fourth down, right Right, that Illinois needed to win the game. All right, it's like boom, last play. And the reason I say it could be demoralizing is because it wasn't just like they barely got the fourth down. 
wasn't, you know, fourth and five, and they got, you know, they scrunched, and the ball carrier, like, extended his arm space jam style to get that fifth yard or that sixth yard. This was 30 yards. Like, this was a bone crusher. And even then, it's like, all right, now we have to keep them out of the field to try to, you know, keep them victory. Maybe maybe get a crazy stop. Maybe get a sack. And, you know, one thing led to another. As we saw a game-winning field goal, Illinois survives. Like, those are the kind of games that can get into your head later on in the season. How so? Just because I can, it, there's a potential possibility. Now, obviously, I think that these young men, you know, they're going to, they've been told all week, put that behind you, put that behind you. But it's hard as a football player to not think, okay, in this situation, we've been here before and we've dropped the ball. It could happen again. The likelihood is, you know, still 50 50, but that confidence kind of seeps in. There's that little voice that's like, ah, can we stop them? Can we do it? Instead of, okay, we can. Mm-hmm. It turns into that little bit of doubt. And on the football field, if you have 1% doubt, that's all an offense needs to, you know, take advantage. And so I could, if there are closed games in the season, again, I don't think it will be, but there's that potential. Mm-hmm. In October, in November, where it's a late game situation and we need to eat, would echoes of Illinois come into their heads? Mm-hmm. And that's like that, that's the potential. Like even thinking last year with the craziness against Eastern Michigan, thinking last year with the craziness against Bowling Green, like all of those close calls. Kind of built. Granted, they didn't affect us because ultimately we won and we won the division. You know, we got to the bowl game. But early on, for a game that you were more or less the better team, it was like fifty-five, forty-five percent better team mm-hmm. throughout, and you held your own on the road against a Big Ten opponent. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that you're playing Texas Southern, where you can kind of kind of reverse the trend because in two weeks we're we're into the heart of, you know, the gritty gritty in terms of conference play. And in three weeks we play our biggest rival. Mm-hmm. So we gotta get you know, we gotta get that funk out of our system before we play Western and Northern Illinois. So what happens if they blow out Texas Southern? Then is the funk out? I, I think the funk will will be gone. Like a significant chunk of the funk would be gone. But again, it's like all the other teams. You know, we talked about in the winners and losers. It's a team that we're expected to beat. We're expected to beat handedly. We're probably going to play a lot of our second and third string. I honestly hope DeQuan Finn does not have to play the second half, mm-hmm. or really any of our first team. Maybe maybe the offensive line just because. Offensive line units, you don't have as much depth. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would fully convince that starters shouldn't have to play much into the second half. 
and particularly the first quarter, they should not be playing mm-hmm. on offense or defense. Now I'm looking at the next part of the schedule. You got Texas Southern. That's another game. Actually, got three. Actually, got three in a row. Actually, it sounds like they have here at the four game home stretch. Right. It looks like they got Texas Southern, San Jose State, Western Michigan, and Northern Illinois. How did that happen? Four in a row. And yeah, homecoming, homecoming is against Northern Illinois. That woof. That's crazy. I'm just kind of surprised they didn't put North, you know, against Western or maybe even San Jose State. I do understand that normally homecoming is usually the last weekend um, in, in in September, depending on when the home games are, or usually that first week, October weekend they have it. Um, but I'm kind of surprised against Northern Illinois they have homecoming instead of against either Western Michigan or San Jose State. Yeah, and I mean, obviously scheduling, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have homecoming late in October. Well, no, 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 no. But usually, because of how the scheduling is, then you go on the road, and like you said, October 31st is the next time they come. So, no, you're not doing that. Usually, our homecoming is normally, normally, either that last weekend of September or the first weekend of October. Yeah, and yeah, just with the calendar, yeah, just kind of made sense for September 30th being homecoming. Obviously, we would much rather play like UMass or Kent State or yeah, you know, like, someone like that, for homecoming. That team is, we, we got to go to yeah. UMass, or we used to say they were so bad, you just take out the M in there, you ass. Um, but, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting um, month, first month for Rocket football. I'm expecting them to bounce back against Texas Southern today. I expect them to beat San Jose State, which means we're two and one in the non-conference slate heading into MAC play, and we have our two toughest tests of the division first two weeks of the season. So we have to be all systems go, and we we can't take. And a lot of people are going to say, for you know, kind of thinking ahead looking ahead to San Jose State as being kind of a look-ahead game to Western Michigan, but we can't take any game lightly because we have the we could just as easily play well against Texas Southern and San Jose State and then drop the ball against Western, and then we're back to, like, what, what are we doing out here? So, And I know Coach Candle knows this. He's pouring into players, like, you need to, you know, Keep sharp, 100. The focus is the focus, getting back to Detroit. Um, if I if I had to predict a score for today's game, I would say uh, 40, 48 to 7. Dang, 48 to 7? Yeah, I, I think six touchdowns, two field goals. I think... One of those touchdowns is going to be defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and I think Texas Southern gets that touchdown late. You know, it's kind of like a consolation. But I, I fully expect the offense to continue playing as well as they did last week in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Man, wow. Okay, then that's, that's kind of – you said they were in the funk and you were going in the negative direction. Then next thing you know – 
you saying what is it forty eight to seven? I'm thinking they really got out that funk. Yeah, it's it's the it's the potential to get into, uh, particularly the defense, kind of having to sit on that for a week. A lot of people looking at you know talking about heartbreak defeats, the psychology of losing a late game thriller. No, because it's it's inescapable. You're going to hear it. You're going to see it. You're going to read it. You're going to ask be asked questions about it. Um, and you know, post game there's going to be conf- there's going to be questions like, "What did you hear heading into the Texas Southern game that made you play however you did?" You know, that 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 should be a good press media question. I don't know. I just you know used to be in. Radio Row and interview, you know, players back in the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, like once again, their game, the game will be coming up here against Texas Southern. Uh, kickoff is uh, slated around about three thirty p.m. at the Glass Bowl. It would also be here on eighty-eight point three WXUT. We're gonna good job with the recap. We got a few more minutes in the show before the top of the hour. And we'll get into the NFL pick them, uh, David. Oh, probably we haven't we got to blow the dust off the pick them, um, because we haven't done it in a while. We haven't done it since January. Yeah, it's been a been a long year, but yeah, football's back. The pick them is back. Back to back to familiar territory. I'm trying to think. Um, we did a rocket replay. We got we already did a lot of good audible. The FIBA. What you have to say about FIBA? Can you keep that segment short when we come back, or no? Uh, no, we'll, we'll hold off that for next week. Okay. So now we'll get into the NFL pick'em. Can't wait! Listen, eighty-eight point three WGTs after further review. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. WGTs after further review with a picture of Frank Bashner and the horse's head. Coming up next, NFL pick'em for Week One.